0: Welcome to International Podcast Month, or IPM. IPM 2019 is brought to you by our Indiegogo producers, Richard Kreutz-Landry, Robert Anderson, The Drinking and Screaming Podcast, The Ostium Network, Damian Sidlow, Max Kasparek, Aaron Keon, Kyle Decker, Rocky Lee, Ryan Bolter, and Neon Green Tiger. A very special thank you to all of our Indiegogo supporters and to the IPM organizational team. And now, on to the episode.
1: So, uh, thank you so much for joining us for our next creator chat. Uh, How about you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Sure.
2: Um, Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Whitney Johnson, and I am a voice actor on a couple uh, audio fiction podcasts, Mm -hmm. primarily Clue the Stormfire's Economical Magic Services, as Gabrielle Ravenwood, the worst person ever. It's great. (laughs)
1: she's oh. good she's oh
2: she's she's a villain though she, she's the worst she, it's great
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she's a complex many-faceted villain it's
1: fabulous
2: so um but i've been lucky enough to um also be on uh, the nuclear solution as louise and uh take the mass pike this last season as margie who's um a mass ghost who yells about hockey in uh, dunkin donuts which is like beautiful and perfect.
1: Oh, you were in Take the Mass Fight, too? I was. Oh, yeah. Um, neat. Love it. <laughs> Sorry. Please keep drawing.
2: No, no, no. That's it. Um, So, yeah. So, primarily a voice actor. Um, Like, in my real life, I work in marketing, but my background is in um, as a developmental editor and acquisitions editor. So, I do a lot of work helping people... Um, I don't know, uh, uh, better figure out how to tell their stories. I help them sort of iron out their plot lines and story structure. So, yeah, I'm a structure nerd. (laughs) It's good.
1: Awesome. So how did you get into voice acting to to begin with? (laughs) That is a great
2: question. Um, Like so many things, realizing it now, thinking about it, like the beginnings of this started so long ago. (laughs) when i was 15 my best friend got had a concussion and i and she couldn't do media and she could listen to things and she was didn't like anything that was available and she wasn't super into things and little 15 year old me with her queer little heart who didn't realize that she was definitely a little in love with her best friend (laughs) sat down and read her best friend's favorite book and recorded it and created like I don't know. It must have been like six CDs worth of like files, of basically a home <laughs> audiobook. book, um, you know, at night after I did homework like that's just what I did. Aww. So that was the sort of the beginning. Now I look at it back and go like, wow, that's not a normal thing, child. Good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, I did musical theater and acting in high school school. Mm-hmm. Um, and like middle school and stuff, and then did some in in college, but, um, and I have some friends who are voice actors, so once I graduated, they were all like, hey, if you're interested, you should get a demo reel together, and I was like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, and then, um, I don't know, I met Lisette, who's the creator of Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services, and when they were putting the show together, they said, I've got some things I need you to read. We talked for a long time about, um, Like one of the things we we had originally connected on and how we became friends Mm. was that we had both discussed how uh, we'd sort of let theater lapse in our lives um, just through circumstance or just not prioritizing it. But we were theater kids who had hadn't been on a stage or done anything creative like that in a while. And so after they had started pulling all this together, they were like, I'm doing this project. I want you to read some stuff for me. Uh, I need you to do this edition. And I was like, uh, are you sure? <laughs> Me? <laughs> I haven't done any acting in a decade. What? And they were like, yeah, just do it. And so I did. And then I was on the show. <laughs> and then it just sort of like spiraled from there. I started doing it and um, getting involved in the community and just seeing, you know, having, having had listened to. Night Vale when it first came out mm-hmm. and some fiction podcasts here and there. I hadn't really thought about it. You know, I, I hadn't thought about this sort of this realm as a place where I wanted to play. I'd, I had thought, again, um, having worked in publishing, about seeing if I could do a side hustle doing audiobooks. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until Lisette was like, hey, by the way, remember this whole like genre and media that exists and I'm doing a thing? And I was like, oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah yeah let's do more of that (laughs) i'm into it let's go (laughs) and so you know sort of dove in and got um got involved with the community online got involved with the local community here in seattle there's a lot of voice actors in seattle really like yeah like a lot i was i was surprised and impressed and it's a little intimidating (laughs) but it's pretty cool because they're super awesome i feel like that's been one of the great sustaining things is um, as nervous as I've been coming back in and being like, "Ooh, rusty, you know, everybody is so generous and thoughtful and creative and just mm. like, hey, come and play. We're going to do things together, <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, I totally get that. Um, do you have any advice for people who are just starting out um, how they can get their their foot in the door in this industry?
2: Sure. Um I think a lot of it is, I mean, I think everybody's going to say this, but listen, <laughs> this is me also coming from from writing too, which is like, read and listen in your medium, right? What are you interested in? What are the things that you're passionate about, um, particularly as a, a green voice actor, see look at who the creators are who are creating things that you're interested in mm-hmm. um what are the the suggested twitter feeds that are suggested after you follow them you know like do that rabbit hole and see who's doing what um because particularly when you're first starting out when you're when you're starting to learn the craft behind the voice acting and there are tons of, you know, podcasts about, you know, the, the technique and the, the industry. And I highly recommend checking those out as well. There's online classes. I'm lucky that there is um, Seattle Voice Academy, which is based here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually – it's a voiceover studio. They do specifically classes for voiceover for the different niches, talking about how to position yourself both as a, a business but also, like, the craft of working a mic, the craft of, of acting for the mic. Mm-hmm. Um, but all that is to say is it's so, it's easier to start out with a genre and a project that you are excited about. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I'm a lot of people, some people will say like just a, a audition for everything, and see what sticks, just get behind a mic and start to play. And like, I do agree, get behind a mic, see, listen to yourself. Think about what does your voice sound like when when you record a line from your favorite book? you know does that tone sound similar like do do you fit that world um listen to commercials on the radio you know mm-hmm. L- don't listen to the words necessarily but just listen to the voices and say what do those voices make me feel and why you know um like cool a chocolate commercial <laughs> right right you're going to get to godiva or whatever like it's usually it's usually a female voice or male voice and it's deep and it's sexy and like that's what sells chocolate but like knowing that right you start seeing okay those are the characteristics okay can i do those characteristics where where does my normal voice fall um and just start thinking about your voice is sort of it's a tool Mm -hmm. so just i feel like that's so many so many words to just say. Start listening to yourself. Start recording yourself. Like even don't even get a mic at first, right? Mm-hmm. Just start talking into your your phone, and just listen back and say, if I'm listening to this not knowing it's me, what it, what it, what does this voice say about that character? What mm-hmm. what am I taking from that sound? Um, because it you know, it is an auditory medium. That is literally the whole point. <laughs> Like, (laughs) we're able to, once once you're able to identify and say, okay, my resting voice is, like, for me, it tends to be kind of, like, bouncy and, like, kind of young and all these sort of things. And that's fine. And that's good to know that Mm -hmm. that's my baseline. Like, that's a place where I'm super comfortable. But that also gives me places where I can see, okay... You know, you click on certain things, you tend to go up, your your breath control is, you know, X or Y. Like, I know that having, um, I'm a trained singer, mm-hmm. so I come in with some, a little bit of a leg up because I have, I know, I have breath training. Mm-hmm. I can, I can modulate that, which is fabulous. Oh, yeah, that doesn't super. mean I don't have a million things to learn. Still. <laughs> so I feel like it's just... Listen to things, figure out what it is that you like, mm-hmm. you know, genre-wise, performance-wise, and then start trying to mimic it and see what you can do to feel out what, what spaces feel interesting to you.
1: And what what do you like doing? What's your favorite uh, voice to, to do?
2: <laughs> okay, I have to say... Um, I have really loved playing villains. I've gotten to play two (laughs) so far because I am 5'2 and I am like adorable, bubbly, like, yeah, I'm just like a bouncy person. I I don't get cast. Yeah. I don't get (laughs) cast in person as a villain. I get cast as the perky best friend, which is fine because um, there's a lot of great stuff to come from that, but like, I don't get to be like the deep imposing villain except Mm -hmm. when i'm hiding behind the mic so that's been a really fun like i i love playing gabrielle like Mm -hmm. she is absolutely you know she's my first character but um i feel like gabrielle and margie for take the mass pike have been my two favorites um Thanks, (laughs) Thanks, cat. <laughs> yes, uh, the cat also really loves when I play Gabrielle <laughs> because. Um,
1: Bit finnier word.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's all about that witchy witchy thing. <laughs> okay, um, but for Gabrielle, she's a very complex, multi-layered character, and which mm-hmm. works for the world of Kalilo, which has these characters who you know are, are dealing with their own shadows, with with these demons on the inside and the the multiplicity of identities that we carry within ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Lissette has built a world that not only is Kalila, the the yeah, the protagonist has it, but the other players do too. And in this these next upcoming seasons, we're seeing a lot more of that being revealed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and so there's a lot of places to stretch and grow. Um, and she's just, Gabrielle's just, she's kind of terrible, but I also like... <laughs> I love her like I she's sort of like a mirror universe me
1: in a lot of ways you you have to love terrible characters God, yeah right like
2: you know and there's a lot of stuff right now for Gabrielle where only Lisette and I know her motivations Mm -hmm. and I I just want to wrap her in a bubble and just like (laughs) pet her on the head and tell her that she's enough and like it's gonna be okay and maybe she doesn't need to be Uh, terrible Um, (laughs) but that is not to be in this universe Um, and then Margie was just you know it's a one shot Um, Mm -hmm. but being able to put on you know sort of a Massachusetts accent Mm -hmm. and yell about hockey which is you know, I, there's, again, a little bit of me in there. I do also love yelling about hockey, um, <laughs> but can't say that I'm a ghost yet. Um, but, you know, I got to sort of create this character who's this little one shot. There's really nothing much to her on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda really created this, like, really fantastic place where it's it's a place that you know and a place that is just wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just it's not right. It's a It's almost that place, you know. And you're just like, okay, cool. I get to make it weird. Like, how do I make it weird and haunted? And I was like, cool. And I came up with this whole backstory (laughs) for this character. And she has like, I don't know, five lines? And most of it's yelling (laughs) about hockey. And I just came up with like a whole family and how she died. And got to carry that into all of this. And I really loved that Amanda gave me that space to play. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you know, those guidelines of what that space that spaces. It's literally the Dunkin' Donuts like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is fabulous. Uh, perfect. Um so you uh do a little bit of script writing, correct? Um I do. Where do you draw your inspiration from?
2: Mm, that's a great question. Um <laughs> Some of it for me is like straight up fear, right? So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, dialogue is scary for me as a writer. Um, my <laughs> writing background is primarily poetry and like really weird ass short stories mm-hmm. um, with like first person narrators and not a ton of dialogue. And I started, I think it was when I started writing fan fiction more, I started <laughs> getting into more dialogue, <laughs> which, yay, that's mm-hmm. a thing. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I am scared of dialogue. And so getting into script writing has been really interesting because that's mostly what it is. It's just building those relationships through conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like because I'm scared of it, (laughs) it's almost freeing because it means that, like, I know that I'm just going to throw whatever I can. Mm Mm-hmm on the page and then run away for a while because it's <laughs> scary and then I come back and I read it I'm like oh it doesn't totally stuck there's a cool idea there rad so I think um, when I draw inspiration I just think about for me it's hmm, for me it's sound which is a, again a weird sort of thing to say it's it's almost a little elementary but you know coming from a poetry background I'm less I'm less interested in what you're saying than how you're saying it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes if I'm just getting into characters, like, I'll start writing nonsense. (laughs) And it will be, like, weird abstract poetry, but each of the lines is sort of an inflection. Mm -hmm. And based on how I want those characters to sound. And, like, it's a collection of sounds that I associate with those characters.
1: Interesting.
2: And then from, from there, I will build it out so it's almost it's almost like music and where you've got like different instruments who sound different and operate differently and then I start giving them actual
1: language do you think that's because you came from a musical background
2: oh absolutely like hands down (laughs) (laughs) like a hundred (laughs) percent um yeah and I don't think I'd ever actually articulated that until like right now (laughs) um I was like oh it's like weird poetry like I always start off with stuff it's not Full ideas or I mm-hmm. overdo it. Right. And I over I do all the prose and then I just start slashing and I just get rid of stuff that doesn't sound right. And then I end up with, again, these like clipped clipped words and sounds and ideas that are these characters. And from that's how I build out the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's sort of through that process of, of listening to the sounds of each of the characters that I figure out, okay, what would this person kind of say? And then how would they respond? And it is very much like an argument, a musical argument between two two, uh,
1: instruments. That's really cool. Um, (laughs) Hell yeah. It's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Um, You talked about... Uh, dialogue being one of the the hardest things for you um how how do you work around that um how do you how do you find what feels natural
2: like like I said before because things that are scary I tend to need to run it headlong and just sort of vomit it out and then run away (laughs) and see if it works because I tend how I write how I write poetry period is I'm one of those people who edits as I go Mm-hmm. I want to find that perfect word. If it doesn't feel right, I can't move on because it always is connected to each other. So dialogue doesn't feel that way for me. Sometimes what I'll do is I will – I'll write out sort of what those motivations are and figure out like wh- what do you want? Who do you want? And w- You know, what are we trying to get? And I'll just say it plainly like I want that piece of chocolate. Like I want that chocolate cake from you. <laughs> and the person's like, fuck no. That's my chocolate cake. I got the last piece. You snoozed. And also you like – Broke my favorite plate, you get nothing from me, right? <laughs> like, those are what they're saying. And then it's like, okay, so how do I say that interestingly? <laughs> how do we make this a non-boring argument? Because like we all know dialogue is not how people actually talk it does a lot of the work for us Mm -hmm. but also it's super important because the way that two people talk to each other reveals so much about their relationship Mm -hmm. you know are they a little bit more formal are they a little bit like do they forget certain words or do they just like stop saying a certain thing because Mm -hmm. they know that the other person will fill it in like there's so many character revealing things that you can add in there and so it's kind of fun to do that but it It's very scary. (laughs) (laughs) And I think, yeah, I think for me, it's really just understanding, again, what they sound like and just getting those core motivations and being like, okay, so this person, you know, this is their terrible roommate. They don't get along right now. They're freezing. The one's freezing the other one out. The other one has like is completely oblivious and has no idea what's going on. So Mm -hmm. like, okay, so a lot of stuff's going to be hidden. All right. How do we hide it? What do we not say? It's almost, it, what, what you're not saying is almost as important as what you decide to say.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, hell yeah. No, I really <laughs> love that. Um, <laughs> um, that, uh, I believe, was all I had for you. Um, okay. Unless you want to talk about other things. Um, uh, do you have any uh, shows or creators you'd like to to shout out? Anyone you'd like to highlight?
2: Ooh. Um, well, obviously, Lucette Alvarez um, for, from Kelly the Stormfire's Economical Magic Services. They do some amazing things, and I think there's only more to come from that space and that creator. Um, they're astonishing. They're in so many interesting things, and the way that they think about the world and the worlds that they create and how generous they are as a creator is um, deeply touching. Um, and... I don't know, I guess Will Williams would be another one. Um, Will is doing such oh, yes. amazing stuff in this space and just highlighting um, the best of what's out there uh, and just the, their generosity of spirit and how they um, have built a a world and a way in which we can all sort of, I don't know, get to know uh pieces of the podcasting industry and and what's out there um that we wouldn't necessarily see because we're so focused on the things we're already interested in like i don't know there's a whole bunch of podcasts that i have subscribed to because will was like if you like this here's something that's entirely different has nothing (laughs) to do with it but it has these things in common so you might like that too and i was like yeah okay whatever you say Will." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ah. so i think those are those are my two today
1: perfect um once again whitney where can we find you
2: (laughs) um you can find me on twitter at uh editrix w-e-d-i-t-r-i-x-w at twitter um and on my website which is whitneyjohnsonvo.com
1: perfect all right thank you so much and i'm gonna go ahead and stop my recording (laughs) thanks so much cole
0: The intro and outro music for all IPM episodes is Morning Dew by Liquid and used under a Creative Commons license. The link is in the show notes. You can support International Podcast Month via Ko-fi or PayPal and by retweeting, sharing, and talking about the event using the IPM 2019 hashtag. Head on over to internationalpodcastmonth.com for the month-long blog and information on the event. International Podcast Month, celebrating creators, sharing listeners.